Hey, y'all, welcome back. We have Dr. Amy Novotny back. She is incredible. If you haven't watched the prior episode, we did her whole resume long thing. She's a big deal. She's helping people get out of chronic pain. She's helping people sleep better, have better quality of life. And she's living a lot of her wildest dreams. As a normal girl, and normal guys out there, we want you to see that you are also able to do the impossible. So we wanna unlock some of that hidden potential inside of you. So Dr. Amy, how did you go from just being a normal Joe Blow on the street and now traveling to Antarctica and winning awards and doing triathletes and Ironman and all these ultra marathons. I don't even understand the words you're saying. I mean, I understand words. I don't understand the concept of running that much. So unpack for us that journey and how we can help others unlock some hidden potential. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on Dr. Crawford. It's, it's really an honor. I appreciate it. So you know, I've always been curious in life, curious about pushing limits, mm-hmm. learning new things. And so when I started learning about how we can play with our own nervous system and push limits, that's when I decided to start testing things. Mm. And the biggest test for me was probably doing it in a physical realm. I wasn't a star athlete where I achieved things in, you know, I wasn't like the top athlete in the school or anything. I did well because I worked hard, but I wasn't, wouldn't say I was the fastest person or the most skilled person. And so when I started running marathons, I was doing it to help me cope with some tragedies in my life. And so I started going through that and I was like, okay, why not try running? And so I started running in it and I realized that it soothed me a lot. And as I got into it, I was like, oh, I'm not too bad. I'm really close to qualifying for Boston. And that's when I started stumbling on this approach to calming down the nervous system to allow my body to free up. And one of the things that I realized was all of our life stressors basically locks us up. And if I could develop this process to unlock us and to free the body up. And I have, I have a program now called total body freedom because I want to get people to free up. And so I started implementing this and my speed got faster. So in 2016 and 2017, I decided to do two tests to see if this process really works. So if we think about all the stresses we have in our life, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, intellectual, there's so many different ones. It is hard to test like a mental stressor because sometimes you don't, you can't really generate them or emotional one, but I can generate a physical stressor. I can personally decide to stress my body out. I have a little bit more control over it. So in 2016, I said, okay, I want to, I want to run Boston again. I'd run it already and I wanted to run it again. So I decided how fast could I run a marathon? And a couple weeks later, how fast could I run it again? Weeks? Yes. So I ran at that point, the qualifying time was a 335 marathon. And I say this not to toot my own horn, but to show the process. I had worked my way up and I trained others on how to do this too, but I worked my way up to being able to run a marathon. And then it was, I wasn't training a lot. I was just training a little bit, but after each training session, I calmed myself down. They say a lot of recovery is everything. 
it's recovery of your nervous system that's everything. And so I ran a 326 marathon, which is pretty fast, well below the qualifying marks for Boston. And then a couple, two weeks later, I ran a 329 marathon. And I wasn't running a ton, not as much as people typically run for that, that speed of a marathon. But what I was doing is after every run, I calmed myself down to release the tension that developed in my body during yeah, each run. That's good. And so I was able to run this next marathon at a 329. A few weeks later, I ran Boston at another 329. So I was able to, in a short period of time, run three fast marathons without injury, without pain. Dang, I can't even and fathom that. Yeah, and, but it's all about this nervous system and can you control it to release so your body doesn't get out of position? <sighs> and so I was really excited about that. I'm like, okay, now I can, I have some proof on myself that when I can sense and feel things and I can implement this, I can mm -hmm. actually do really hard things. So the following year, I decided I want to push it in a different way. Mm -hmm. This is in 2017. I had already run 100 miler back in, in one 2013. Setting. Yes. In 22 hours and 38 minutes. You didn't sleep in between. No, I took, I walked a few times. I walked, I think about 10 miles out of the hundred. Uh, I did about 102.88. So I say 103 because there was many bathroom breaks. So I say 103. <laughs> there, so I had already done it once and that was on a flat surface. So I wanted to run a hundred miler in the mountains where you're going up and down peaks and that. And when I decided to do this, this was the beginning of 2017 and I still wanted to qualify for the Boston marathon. And I was a little bit worried because I was like, okay, I'm not sure how I'm going to respond to hundred miles in the mountains. So I had a road marathon scheduled six days before the hundred miler. And I went into that road marathon thinking, I'm just going to run this as like a training mile training run for the hundred miler. But as I started going through it and I'm running the marathon and focusing on calming my nervous system down. So my body stays free and I'm just blowing through this marathon. I'm halfway through and I realized, oh my gosh, I'm running fast enough. I can requalify for Boston. So I said, some nice words in my head. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ignore that 100 miler. I've had six days. I'm going to keep focusing on this and I'm going to requalify for Boston. I could really care less about that 100 mile. It's in six days. And so I ran at a decent clip. I didn't kill myself on it, uh -huh. but I ran so I could requalify for Boston because I decided that was more important when that's a year away. So I finished that race and I was so cognizant to calm myself down. I did all these different positions, breathed, calmed myself, released the stress, the tension in my body. So I didn't have any issues. I, I stood back up after the race. I was fine. I was walking around, no pain, anything like that. But that whole week it was calm, 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 calm. So when I went into that hundred miler that next Saturday, I had no pain. I was a little bit sleepy as in just general, like, Oh, I wish I could just sleep for 30 hours or so, but I had no pain. I had no tightness, no soreness or anything like that. 
And the first 60 miles of going up and down the mountains, I did completely fine. I was jogging, running, walking. There's a whole slew of things that happens when you're running a race in the mountains. And the last 40 miles, I was just very sleepy. So I took two 15 minute naps to just help me because all I want to do is close my eyeballs. And so most of that second half or that second 40, that last 40 miles, there was mostly just walking, walking or like jogging at a really slow pace, but I finished it in like 29 hours and 40 minutes and I was fine. And four weeks later, I had another ultra marathon in the mountains, a hundred K, which is the absolute most horrific weather conditions I've ever experienced hail, sleet, rain, mud so thick it was pulling people's shoes off for 16 and a half hours to the point where I ended in hypothermia in a severe way at the end of the race. But I finished it and was fine. And I calmed my nervous system down. A week later, I did another road marathon. Did that just fine. A week after that, I did a 50 miler in the mountains. Completely fine. Now, and I say this because I use this process to make sure my body stayed calm, stayed released, so I didn't develop the chronic pain that would be typical in mm -hmm. each of those races or even the combination. Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing with doing these five races in a row like that is I was testing my ability to control my nervous system to calm it down so I could go into the next race without that nervous system being ramped up. And it prevented me from having injuries. Wow. It prevented the chronic pain. Wow. And I say that because anyone can do this. Mm. But we just need to learn how to sense and feel our body and learn to control that nervous system. Because that's truly where we get into the trouble with chronic pain. Yeah. And I think for many of us who learn to disassociate and just go somewhere else in our mind, our body is taking the brunt of all the stress through, even in just in your work day, you know, you're sitting at your computer, you're slumped forward. Um, there's so many ways that our body's enduring the stress, whether it's with marathons or everyday life, taking care of children or worried about payroll next month. If you're an entrepreneur, there's so many ways that our body is just holding and containing that stress. What do you think are some practical things that our friends in the Unlock You community that we can be doing to help be more mindful, more in our body and aware of responding and attending to the needs of our body that's taking so much brunt. Absolutely. So one of the things to check throughout your day is how much you're holding your breath. Most of us don't realize that we suck it in. We hold our breath to get through something Yeah, that's so detrimental to your body in multiple systems of your body. Yeah. Taking the time to pause during your day, just to release and let go. So one of the biggest things that I see with people is they forget how to sense something in their body. Mm -hmm. If I tell you to put your hand on your chest and you blow out, can you feel your breastbone melt in and down towards your pelvis? Most people have lost the ability to sense that. Another sign that you're in fight or flight mode and your breastbone is too prominent. And even if you sit back in your chair and take a second, blow out 
and feel your breastbone melt in, you're now starting to shift into parasympathetic. And that's something that you can do throughout your day. I highly recommend it every hour, every two hours. Taking that time to say, okay, can I blow out? Can I feel my breastbone melt in and my belly spill out to allow me to just ah, stop on the stressors, re-engage with my body, start to feel something about my body that I couldn't feel before or that wasn't in my awareness. Yeah. And that helps to bring you back to the present to allow your body to shift so you can then focus on your next task. It's so good. And I know there's so many times that even as a psychologist, I'm going between tasks and I live so far up in my brain that I'll catch myself holding my breath and be like, why was I just holding my breath during that call? Like, that's so random. But these are those early beliefs in childhood. And some of it might be the performance anxiety. It might be imposter syndrome. There might be parts of our soul that feel inadequate or overwhelmed. And so there's signals in our soul that are telling our body be on, be alert, uh, stay away from your body. Don't feel what you're feeling because maybe that wasn't safe early on. And so if we grew up with a lot of emotional volatility and we didn't necessarily know what was going on inside, it was very easy to just stay up here where we can be in control, the illusion of control that we'll talk about a lot on this channel. And your poor body, my poor body is just carrying so much stress and strain. So I love this thought of even just kind of visualizing coming back in your body, not in like a new age way, but just like a grounding and a centering back inside of yourself and then taking those mindful breaths. And when you say the mechanics of breath, can you unpack that for us just so we're all on the same page? Sure, absolutely. So when I work with people, they're, they often come to me and they say, well, I already know how to diaphragmatic breathe. I belly breathe. And I say, I'm going to challenge your thought process on that a little bit and let you know belly breathing is actually abdominal distension and when you breathe and try to shove air into your belly and you're pushing your belly out that's not really supporting your diaphragm in the way that we would like it and so we're going to shift the way we do that so if you imagine your diaphragm is a silo in your body like a barn silo okay the dome of the silo has to contract down. It flattens down on the walls to allow you to draw air into your lungs. That dome goes back up, pops back up as you exhale. That process stimulates your vagus nerve to calm you down. Mm -hmm. In order for that dome to contract down, those walls of the silo, that diaphragm, need to be supported. When you suck your gut up and in or shove your belly out, the walls of the diaphragm don't, they lose that support because the thing that supports the diaphragm are those lower ribs being down and the side abs helping support them in that down position. Mm. And that happens when you exhale and you pull and those ribs drop down and then they stay down as you inhale, that supports your diaphragm. So ultimately the big picture is we want to support the diaphragm and that looks like having those lower ribs down getting away from that superman posture where you suck your ribs up yep mm -hmm. the key truly is is letting that belly button come out and those ribs drop down so the diaphragm gets supported 
So when you breathe, your mechanics now support you to be in a relaxed mode. That's why when you see sprinters, they suck their gut up and in because now their breathing changes to fight or flight mode because they need to sprint for their life. Okay, that's helpful. And I love that even the posture you had us do before of placing our hand on our chest or how we can squeeze around our abdomen and hit that vagus nerve. And so can you speak to us a bit about how to calm that fight, flight, freeze and the amygdala saying, I think of it as Amy as a teenage girl that's like freaking out about everything. And so how to calm amygdala slash Amy back down. What are your thoughts on body posture and helping do that? Sure. So what we want to think about is that rib cage, we want it to drop down away from our neck and shoulders. One way to really feel this is sit in your chair, sit all the way back, let your low back sit, touch the chair back, let your tailbone curl under a little bit. So you might feel like you're slouching a little bit, your feet flat on the ground, your knees at the level of your hip crease or higher. And now as you breathe, you can put one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly, and you're going to breathe in your nose horizontally to your throat, pause, and then blow out through your mouth and feel your chest melt in away from your hand, your belly spill out. And then you hold your breath for one to two seconds and then breathe in your nose to your throat, pause, Now blow out, feel the chest melt in, ribs drop down, let that belly spill out. Hold. Now breathe in, gently breathe in your nose. Pause. Now blow out, feel that breastbone melt in, hear the air coming out of your mouth as your back relaxes. And so that right there is just the beginning of the iceberg where you can just get a little bit of that. And if you can start to sense that, you can then use that to learn how to walk differently, Mm -hmm. run differently, bend over differently, squat, sleep differently, all these things that I teach people and we go through. So that way you look at your whole life, look at everything that you're doing in your life. Your nervous system is influencing that or your body position is influencing your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And you can change all of your daily habits from how you pick up groceries to how you pick up your kid to how you address your employees. You can change all of those habits into a calming method and methodology and new habit formation. So your life truly transforms and you feel the relief. You feel the joy. You feel the energy again. It's what do you want to do to change that? And you can. I love it. That's so hopeful and encouraging. Um, So we want to hear from you guys. What are you doing that's unique, that's different, that's going to challenge yourself? I know that human nature loves to sit and watch TV and just kind of be visually stimulated, um, getting that dopamine reward by vicariously watching others. But a big part of Unlock You is unlocking those places that have been untapped. So we want to hear what are your challenges? What are you going to run toward? And we want to do it strategically and wisely. So we're so grateful for Dr. Amy and all of her wisdom. Again, this is top of the iceberg, but it's so 
generous to just hear a couple nuggets that we can apply right away and take those deep breaths, be aware of allowing our diaphragm to be supported, to step back inside of our body, be fully present and responsive to what our body is needing. And you'll actually get much further having those little breaks in between. I love that she was even taking 15 minute naps in between a really stressful run. You also, as a business owner, a parent, a corporate somebody, a lot of my clients feel so stressed and they're holding their breath and they're tense and they just want to drink alcohol, watch TV, have sex, do something at the end of the day, which is a form of self-medicating, but it's not actually addressing what your body's really needing. You're just medicating the dopamine response and it's artificial. It's like cotton candy. It doesn't have the protein, the minerals, vitamins, metaphorically, that actually put you back in a parasympathetic nervous response. So guys, please be doing this throughout the day, getting that sunshine, staying away from caffeine late in the day, um, and even alcohol late at night can inhibit your deep cycle of sleep, which you need for it to heal and repair. And let's stop being so inner critic of observing what our body is doing and in instead being inside of our body with thankfulness and gratitude of who we are and thanking our body for doing a great job. And I think we will run much further in life and toward our dreams if we do that. Thanks, Dr. Amy. And bye guys. We'll see you for the next episode.